Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, we have an epically powerful show, and as always, somewhere deep in cyberspace, except last week when he was in Barn in studio, the amazing DJ Michael Rez. Hello, Dags. Hello, amazing friends. Welcome, welcome, one and all. The amazing pop culture podcast where we talk pop culture and it's amazing it is amazing isn't it it is yes we are literally the most powerful podcast ever created and that's not hyperbole it's not hyperboil it's not susan boyle it's real now today's episode is going to be another great one we are going to honor the late great ray Liotta and also andy fletcher from depeche mode we're going to talk about the movie copland and we have a powerful song of the day by Depeche Mode. Now, Mike or DJ Rez, we enjoyed Ray Liotta films throughout our yes. lives. He's a great actor. What is the first film you, you think of when you think of Ray Liotta? Goodfellas. And immediately after that, it's uh, Field of Dreams. Yes, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Now, what that a was great actually actor. my first, my first uh, introduction to Ray Liotta was Field of Dreams. Uh, even though I didn't know who Ray Liotta was at the time. Uh, but that was the first movie I ever saw him. I was a baseball player growing up, so I, I kind of know the, or knew, I don't really know anymore, the history of baseball. So it was cool to see Shoeless Joe Jackson being represented in a in a movie because they don't usually talk about him when it comes to baseball history. I'm going to guess what position. I'm guessing center field. Center field. Yes. That, Put me in coach. Yeah. I'm ready to the, play. I was the general in the outfield, as you will, as uh, that is the the leading position out there. It's usually where you put your best athlete on the team as center field, the fastest kid, the kid who can hit for power, the kid with the good arm, the kid with all the brains and all the looks. Yes. They end up playing center field. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now, all the powerful movies Ray Liotta made, I wanted to pick one, and you didn't see this, correct? No, I have not. I did not see it prior to last night. Yes, and that is Copland, powerful 1997 film. Now tell us a little bit about Copland. Well, Copland is a crime drama in the neo-noir style of filming. Uh, it was written and directed by James Mangold. Uh, it stars Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Mr. Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Peter Berg is in it. Janine Garofalo is in it. Robert Patrick, uh, Michael Rappaport, and uh, it's just and the Wu Tang Clan, Method Man, the Wu Tang Clan, that's Method right. Man, <laughs> Deborah Harry. It's, yeah, it's a Powerful. it's an amazing ensemble of of actors if you think about it. But it's also 
if you if you're gonna film a crime gangster drama you want all of those actors in there and then you just throw in stallone for good measure why the hell why not so many italians uh, yeah and it's about a uh a town called garrison new jersey um and that is a home to many many police officers from the nypd's 37th precinct um and they found a loophole in the in the department's rules where they could be uh, considered auxiliary transit officers and live outside of the city. So they basically all moved to Garrison, New Jersey, um, where they're with help from the mob, get good deals on homes, create a community where all these cops live um, and chaos and drug trafficking and just lots of disorder disorderness occurs amongst these police officers and Harvey Keitel's character is uh, the leader of the pack here. Sylvester Stallone plays a uh, interesting character as uh, as a, the sheriff of this town who, who wanted to be an NYPD officer but couldn't because he was deaf in one ear. But he is good enough to be a sheriff. So he uh, was a sheriff. The beginning of the movie, Michael Rappaport uh, ends up smoking a couple of a guy's on the road uh, and they have to try to cover it up and they're afraid he's going to talk uh, and expose this corrupt ring of cops uh, in garrison. So they fake his death, uh, fake a funeral. And uh, then they try to, you think they're going to try to give him a normal life. And, and before you know it, they try to kill him. He runs away. He's trying to find some help from Stallone and it just, it just all kind of starts to unravel. Now, of course, any crime drama digs, you're going to need some internal affairs officers. Yes. And that's where Robert De Niro comes into play. He's the the uh, IA detective that's trying to bring down Harvey Keitel and his band of, of uh, corrupt cops uh, in this town of Garrison. But because they live outside of the city, it's hard for him to touch them because he has no jurisdiction over in New Jersey. So he tries to get Sylvester Stallone to help out. Uh, and Stallone plays, I call him an interesting character because he, I don't know how you would explain the type of personality this sheriff has. He's kind of like the, the guy who feels left out but wants to be part of the cool kids. So he'll turn a turn a blind eye to some things and just try to keep law and order in his town just, just so he can be cool. Uh, and impress the the NYPD officers that are living in his town. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. I mean, they the ending they have, you know, you, they try to to help Michael Rappaport and getting Harvey Keitel and his his gang of ghouls try to stop Stallone, and and it's uh, it's the last fifteen to twenty minutes is where all the action happens. But it's a good lead up and a good story uh, before before all that happens. Yeah, great drama. What did you think of? Sylvester Stallone as a sheriff. Uh, you know, I honestly thought this was probably his best, uh, his best acting job that he's done. And I think it's because of all of the actors around him. And I think they brought out, uh, the best in his acting ability. Um, but it was kind of, like I said, it's kind of like a, a weird character. He was like the, the kid in high school that wanted to just be part of the cool kids. Um, and he, he talked kind of slow, and it didn't seem like he was a very smart guy. A lot of things went over his head. It's kind of a, a strange character 
It's not what you're used to seeing Stallone play. And physically, he gained a lot of weight. Over yeah, 40 I heard pounds. he gained like yeah, like 40 pounds for this uh, this role. You can tell too. It's like definitely not not uh, you know a Rocky role for sure or a Rambo role. He was he packed down the pounds. But it was awesome that he had a he had a wheel gun. He had a revolver and a powerful shotgun. Yeah, just like the uh, sheriffs of yore. Yes. Well, I mean, this basically was an urban Western. He was the sheriff. And, right, and, and exactly. You can, and you can look at those guys as, you know, the cowboys. Yeah, plus a shootout. Yes, the shootout at OK Corral. Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of fun to you watch. You know, I always talk about movies having great movies that have great scenes. What are, what are some of the scenes that you remember from this movie? Iconic scenes. It's a good question. Uh, the the shootout at the end, um, I liked the beginning on the bridge when they, when you kind of get introduced to who the corrupt cops are and everything. It just was. I it was kind of it was memorable just because you you look at what they went through, especially the part uh, where Robert Patrick was trying to plant the Terminator the Uzi. Yeah, trying to plant the Uzi in the passenger seat you know and the paramedic is standing right there um you know and they were able to call him out right away that's a that was a pretty uh i like that scene right there how about the scene on the roof that was pretty intense oh huh? yeah that was a pretty intense scene yeah where yeah that was uh he's trying to figure out what was going on right away because it just kind of cuts to that scene and you're like what the fuck is going on but then you, you kind of put two and two together you can figure it out but robert patrick looks older in this movie than he does in, in Terminator. I mean, it, it's great how, yeah. how they made everyone, you know, like Stallone, you're used to him as the leading role, you know, the stud and everything, and he put on weight. and Right. Leota looks like hell. God, he is great. Yeah. So when we talk about uh, Ray Leota, what stands out in that movie? What Any scenes or lines? or uh, I like the character. His character seems chaotic. Like he's always, you know, and there's, they insinuate that he's doing coke in the bathroom, but it, it seems just like he's, he's high strung, but he's like Stallone's best friend. And he's trying to play both, both groups, you know, he's trying to be best friends with Stallone and, and still trying to be, uh, you know, he's still a corrupt cop in, in Kaitel's uh, group there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's trying to escape and he's trying to, I don't know if you can say he's trying to do the best. He's just trying to start over. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't, doesn't work out for him, but in the end he comes around. Yeah. He seems like, uh, somebody you want on your side, but maybe keep at arm's length. <laughs> what a great actor. And it, yeah. and it's a re- it's a real character. I mean, he's got a lot of depth, a lot of flaws. What was cool. Right. I love that the bar scene where he took the dart board and took the dart. <laughs> Puts it up his nose. Great scene. Great. <laughs> Tense. Pulling them around by it. Oh God, yes. I felt that. I felt that pain. Oh too. my God, can, can you imagine your eyes watering from that? Oh my God, yeah. And he's like, you have to move as fast as he's pulling that dart, otherwise you're gonna pop a hole in your nose. <laughs> you know what? It's weird about uh, Ray Liotta. You can tell Leonardo DiCaprio was influenced by him because when he does his so? scenes, yeah. If you go back and play it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sounds his delivery is just re- like Ray Liotta in this movie. And well, I, I have could, to try to yeah, pay attention. Yeah, you'll have to see it. You know when he's on the porch and he's he's doing his philosophy of 
you know, doing a straight line and turning. So you're always moving, always making progress. Right. Yeah. Going diagonally. Moving diagonally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Great act. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to take a look at that. I would, I would assume it'd probably be kind of like close to DiCaprio's role in The Departed, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just the way he acts. It really reminds me of him. What did yeah. you think of uh, Harvey Keitel? Oh, I love Keitel. He plays a douchebag better than anybody else. Phenomenal, isn't I know it? He's, he's played, you know, like the good guy and try to be the comic relief in some movies, but he's got he's got to be the douchebag in every movie he's in. That's where he play. That's where he's he's best at. So any like crooked cop or gangster, and Keitel's got to be the bad guy. I don't know what it is about him. And then De Niro plays a good cop. Yeah, I mean, De Niro's, say what you want, outside of acting, but he, he nails it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he plays that. You blew it! <laughs> you blew it! And it, I just love, I love New York because they're always eating and stuff. All the time there's just right. food and, hey, there's no napkins here. <laughs> yeah. you, want, you want this pickle? Yeah. <laughs> and you can relate, you know, he's using that Kleenex from napkins. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually when his partner brings him that that box of kleenex just for napkins i went oh i've done that before. yes <laughs> it's it just cool i mean because you got the sloppy shirts and the you know the the mustaches and just the hair and yeah, yeah it, he, was was this movie supposed to be set in 1997 or in the 80s because it it definitely had like an 80s feel and it, it you know, it was supposed to be neo-noir, you know, it was supposed to be kind of like a flash, you know, like a older style of movie, especially when it comes to crime, uh, crime dramas. That's a really cool thing to do. But it seemed like the way they were dressed and the way they were, they looked, you know, with their hair and their mustaches and stuff that it looked like it was supposed to be maybe set in the late 80s. I don't know. It just the way they were dressed. Yeah, I, lo- I loved uh, I loved the story. I like all the different characters. So much the screenplay was epic. Yeah. Like Robert Patrick wears like a jogging suit almost throughout the yes. entire movie. <laughs> you know, I'm going down the line here, all the different actors and, and and just the smaller smaller things like Method Man and Eddie Falco was in there as a bomb squad agent and just a ton right, of supporting people. That threw me off. Yes. Uh seeing her in there, but she does a good job with the fifteen minutes she's yeah. on. Or Michael Rappaport, what'd you think? Yeah, I like him. He was pretty good. Yeah, he really was. He plays a good, uh, what is it, Superboy? Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Superboy Bobbage. Yes, Murray. Murray Superboy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you talk about the scenes and final shooting scene. It was mm-hmm. just fantastic. I, I loved it. You know, you're talking about the shootout at OK Corral. And I right. just loved how it was the sound and the lack of sound. Yeah, because you're supposed to, because Stallone can't hear yes. anything. Yeah, it just, it, it really, that annoyed me. Not not annoyed me like, God, I wish they didn't do, but annoyed me like, God, that would be really annoying. I couldn't hear. Just had yes. in here. But what was cool is it wasn't as bad as a normal person because he's already deaf. Right. So he's used to getting by and reading lips. So it was cool how, he's, you know, the guys would come out of the house you could just read their lips when they're swearing at them. Right, yeah. I like the uh the special effects in that scene, the the blood packets exploding is epic in yes. that. And I like I liked how you just uh just 
point shooting, shooting from the hip on the shotgun, and then the shotgun yeah. jams. <laughs> right. And then he just transitions to his wheel gun. His revolver. Bam. Yeah. And then the guys come out, and yeah. I, and then Han Solo saves the day. Right. Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we use the side view mirror of the car to get the one guy, first guy. Yes. Situational yeah, like, awareness. Yeah. So he's a batter ass or what he uh shows they show off his marksmanship at the at the carnival. Yes. You know, so, <laughs> when he's trying to shoot the star on the sheet of paper. Yes. And he bunches all of his shots up in one one circle there. Foreshadowing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I mean I love New York. I love the eating, <laughs> the clothes, the I I like I love mob movies. I mean, and all the powerful actors, Stallone, Keitel, Leota, Robert De Niro. I mean, it just goes on and on. Robert Patrick. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Now, it makes you think in the beginning with the narrator, it makes you think that it's going to be more of like a mob-style movie, but it's more of a corrupt cop movie. It has, like, mob undertones in it. So There's a lot um, going on. Yeah, there is. Uh, it, at first, I thought it was going to be hard to hard to try to keep up with because it's less than two it's an hour and 45 minutes um and like i said in the beginning they kind of narrate stuff for you and it sounds like it's like oh my god there's gonna be a lot to kind of pay attention to but it sucks you in my god it was like before i knew it it was over what did you think of the ending i liked the ending i did too um yeah it um it, it put it it didn't feel rushed it put a nice bow on it um and then they do all the the news reports and and stuff to inform you of how it all ended. So it's a nice ending to it. Um, buttons it up nice, as they say. Did you watch it alone or with family members? No, I watched it alone. Okay. I was just going to get their take, too. Yeah, no, you got to watch Stallone alone sometime. Stallone alone. I like that. Yep. Yes. You blew it! <laughs> <laughs> It's actually like my my favorite. It's like yeah. De Niro's yeah. like best part of the whole movie. You blow it. I don't know. I don't hear so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are just dicks, you know. Oh, you deaf yeah. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I think when Stallone leaves De Niro's office, and then De Niro's like, "Well, if he if he screws this up, the case is wide yes. open again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was He's playing him. Like, yeah, yeah, pissing him off enough to get him to do it himself. <laughs> So let's re- let's give a score. What's the rating? What are we giving this? Out of five wheel guns, what are you giving it? Ooh, uh, I'm sorry, five what? How many guns? I'm saying out of five wheel guns, revolvers. Oh, three fifty-seven magnums. Um, I will give it uh, four four and a half. Wow, that's a high yeah. score. The high score. I liked it. You I'd did. watch it again. Yep. Isn't it a great film? It is. It's a great film. Now, let me ask you this. Why don't more people talk about it? Uh, you know, that's a good question. A lot of, I saw it, it was trending on Twitter yesterday. Yes, but I mean, uh, for obvious yeah, but reasons. It, but yeah, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It, it sounds like when it was released, it, it did really good with the critics. And it did really good in the uh, box office compared to how much it cost to make. So I think it was like one of those days. At the time, people liked it. They talked about it, and then it just kind of got forgotten. It was cool. It was written and directed by James Mangold. 
So I think that's cool when directing written, you know, so it's your deal. It's your baby. Right. It's going to turn out well. Right. Yeah. Like it, it uh, cost 15 million to make and it grossed over 67.7 million or 63.7. Yeah. Just so a great movie. It, it, I mean, if you love mob movies, you love cop movies, in New York, you got to see this movie. Right. I'm also giving it a 4.5. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Who doesn't love Stallone, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, all these greats from all these great movies, all these great dramas together. And like you said, an ultimate ensemble cast. I mean, that's why it's so great. That's why Tombstone is so great. Uh, Note to self, we got to watch that again. Yeah, Heat. Heat is good. Oh, yes, Heat. That's got an ensemble cast. Yes. Just great movies. Yeah. And I I hope we... uh, honored Ray Liotta on this because I, I, I love him and, and it's sad to see, you know, someone pass. So I wanted to talk about my favorite Ray Liotta movie. And I, and I, I wanted to tell you about it. I was hoping you didn't see it cause it's cool to watch something for the first time. Right. Yeah. No, it's good. Awesome. I will do a powerful transition. All this sadness, all this tragedy going on and all these deaths and Andy Fletcher, original dude from Depeche Mode. So Depeche Mode has so many good songs. So I, I just picked one of my favorites, Everything Counts. And let's get into that. So Everything Counts is from 1983, one year before the ultimate year in pop culture, 1984. <laughs> and it's from the album Construction Time Again. And just a great song. And it features cool instruments like <laughs> like melodicas, and, which is that cool uh recorder with the keyboard on it have you seen those so it's I mean, uh i i did in the video yeah. yes isn't that I awesome I've seen it before, yeah. yes and xylophone i mean come on i was gonna say xylophone yes. if it's not a xylophone it better yeah, be a melodica rock. i mean it's just an awesome song and it's all about you know the corruption and the greed and corporate great britain the uk you know you sign the contract and you know how they take advantages of bands Mm-hmm. So what did you think of this song? I liked it. I really did. Um, it's got xylophone in it, which uh, automatically puts it up there for yes. me. Yes. Vi- See, the video is, is was interesting because it's one of those typical 80s videos where, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Depeche Mode, they like each other, and they probably liked each other when they made this video, but there's just that awkwardness of them when they're singing together. <laughs> Yeah, in the video, it didn't look like they were very comfortable or to be on camera like that. You know, I love the '80s, but most of those videos are horrible. Yeah, (laughs) so you know what I mean. So that's why the video is like, whatever. Yeah, but the song, epic. Right. Yeah, the song is good. It's one of the probably one of the best Depeche Mode songs that I've heard. You know, you got those the commercial success ones that you hear all the time, especially the one on the Gap commercial. You know, can't get it. Yes. Well, it's kind of my khakis every time you hear that. Yeah, song. I mean, it's kind of cool how that band got darker as it went on. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize they uh, they released an album in 2017, so they were still putting out music too. Oh yeah, so good on them for that. Andy Fletcher, passing one of the powerful synth pop bands, Depeche Mode. It charted pretty well. It's on a lot of different releases. It yeah. was released in '83. And then again in 89 as a live release. Um, and they released uh, a live album. So that song was included on that. 
It charted the highest charting that it had was number three on the UK indie chart. So, and I don't see anything of the hot 100. <laughs> it charted on a lot of other ones. So yeah. it didn't need the hot 100. But like we talked about um, last last episode, those charts, whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's also be- on uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. It's yes. played on the radio station, The Wait. What else? Yes. Oh. That game had some great songs. <laughs> Nothing like driving around and listening to eighties music. And Grand Theft Auto, you're you're playing it just to drive around. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean these these open world games, you know, yeah, just right, drive yeah. around and just do stuff. And if you ran over somebody while you were driving, then so be it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just loved Depeche Mode, and I was saddened to hear about the news about Andy Fletcher. So. Thought we would honor him with powerful song that I love. Everything counts. Yeah, young too, sixty years old. Yeah, Ray Liotta, late sixties. Yeah, sixty-seven. Sounds like they were both of uh, natural causes. So, it's, uh, quite, uh, quite amazing. I mean, not amazing, but it's quite uh, amazing as far as the talent that we lost in yes. one day. It was two people you didn't even think, you know, that, that would that shock you when you hear it. You're like, holy shit. Yes, I know. I knew the news, and, and the drummer from Yes died also. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And he uh, he also drummed on John Lennon album. The guy was super talented. Well, when you're really good at what you do, people want you to be a part of it. Great show today. We had, we had a good time talking about Copland, uh, Ray Liotta. 80s music if you guys want to help us uh please leave a review wherever you listen we are available everywhere fine podcasts are found make sure you follow us on twitter at amazing pop pod we got a great tweet from sissy j saying that she enjoyed our show and liked our episode we did top five guitar riffs and she was singing along so that means a lot hearing that make sure you follow us on instagram we have a facebook page we're going to need you to like it and we do have merch, so check it out. Wherever you follow us on social media, there will be links to the merch, and it's a great way to help support us. Anything you want to say, Mike or DJ Rez, you want to plug in? you got a big show coming up. Oh, 945 yeah, Gan- show. 945 show. I have Ganymede coming on uh, pretty soon here um, on the next show, so be on the lookout for that. Follow 945 show. After you like and subscribe to the Amazing Pop Pod, Type in 945 show and uh, check us out and like and subscribe there too. So what is your show in a nutshell? How do you describe it? Um, I describe it to people as interviews with local musicians and other shenanigans. Excellent. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen on that show. You could have the weather for a half hour. You could just talk about what kind of cereal people like. What did you You think of my weather report? Your weather report was good. Thank you. Um, although on my last show, the weather report, and it took a dive into space lasers and and uh, all sorts of colors and, and stuff. So it was the most uh, amazingly colorful weather report we ever well, I'm had. I'm coming back, and I'm going to beat that. <laughs> see, now it's a competition. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so we'll see how uh, Ganymede does on the weather. Tomorrow. he's a he's a scientist by 
by trade. Yes. So we'll see if he if he hits us with some meteorological terms. Well, I'm not. a scientist by love. Ooh. Yes. The love dot. Yes. I'm gonna have to show him my telescope. <laughs> so anyway, like <laughs> well, a we also have powerful YouTube channel, amazing pop culture YouTube channel, and we just we recorded did. a powerful video. We did. It we was reviewed. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Tell the fans. Tell us. Well, we reviewed Hard Mountain Dew, and you will get our live reaction or our blind reaction, as the kids say, uh, to each flavor, um, and we'll we'll let you know what we thought uh, in real time. Plus, we do it in an arcade, so yeah, you, you're going to want to watch that. For and then sure. stick around for the end. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice little clip of someone. <laughs> Yes. That is correct. Well, we hope you guys had a good time tonight. I know we did. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.